left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello and welcome to the Infielder Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman, and with me today is infielder David Shirky. Welcome, David. Happy to have you here. Thank you very much, Chad. Look forward to talking. Great. So again, our goal with this is just to kind of share stories from the community members and thank them for being a part of our community because we think there's a lot of value, A, in the community and B, hearing the stories. I know I get intrigued. That's what I love about podcasts is hearing different people's journeys and so forth. So we thought we'd do that with our own community as well. So maybe you could start out by just tell us a little bit about how you got started in this business. Okay, so I think the most relevant place to start is 2016. At that time, I was the chief financial officer of our family-owned manufacturing company here in Jackson, Michigan. And another local business was actually being acquired by a private equity group. And somehow we got introduced to the deal. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about like a private placement, the definition of, of an accredited investor or like a private equity takeover. These kind of things were just, I just wasn't that familiar with them. And so we invested in that company and it's gone pretty good. So that was my first time becoming aware of this alternative investment or passive investing space. Yeah. And what was your structure in that? Were you set up as a limited partner in it or was it more of a joint venture kind of structure where you were involved? Yeah, it was a limited partner. There was two gentlemen who now I would call the sponsors and they had like the class A share And then all of the other passive equity was a class B share. And I learned about equity splits and preferred returns and acquisition fees and all this stuff. I just had never just hadn't really been in that world before. And I think that experience, I guess, kind of caused my father and I to decide that I was going to sit for me to go full time into like researching and looking for investments for our family. And so that's one of the big advantages I had early on was pulling capital, not just for myself, but for my parents. And so that's a lot more capital to be kind of considering and being able to get more deals. And it kind of helped me accelerate things. Well, that's more pressure on you to get it right, too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. So the switch flipped that quick then with one deal that you went full time into this. And were you studying industrial deals, commercial deals still then? Or did you go to other asset classes? Kind of what were the next steps? When we hired a real CFO to take my job and I had time, I think I just started listening to podcasts. Honestly, I hadn't used podcasts from from a business perspective really until then. I just used it for like entertainment. I started using it for a business purpose. I want to say like the real estate radio guys was like one of my first things that, wow, really started hearing some interesting things. That's where I started talking to some of the podcast guests and some of the advertisers on that podcast. What asset classes did you jump into with that? Is that, did you get into multifamily from there or did you stay in that industrial commercial area? Real estate became like kind of the focus because we own a manufacturing company. And so we kind of thought it'd be good to get into maybe some, I don't know, less volatile, kind of steadier kind of things like departments. I feel fortunate because another investor kind of said, hey, you should look at mobile homeparks. 
And so in late 2017, I started learning about the loan parks and started investing in those. And I think I was pretty fortunate. We had a couple of years, maybe a couple of years had start a mass adoption of passive investing in MHPs. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you diversified really quickly by spreading around some of your investments, which is great too. Interesting. So utilize podcasts to kind of help get you started. What other kind of resources did you tap into to help build your education and give you the confidence to go forward with some of this investing that you were doing? I had this thought that I wasn't prospecting to find properties. I was prospecting to find operators. I guess I kind of have a little bit, I would just say I have a little bit of an inclination or gift to just contact people and ask questions and just get to know them. I think it's just natural for me to do that and pretty valuable in this sector, being in this space. I'd hear about podcast interview or I I don't know how else it all happened. I went to my first investor conference. I think it was fall 2018. That was the first intelligent investor real estate conference. I went to that first one and man, was that a game changer for me. And I think it was so valuable because I spent probably almost two years like on my own. And so I kind of knew a lot of people and I had learned a lot and made quite a few investments. But I'm just being there with people and shaking hands. And then I heard about some of these credit investor forums and online communities. I was like, I'd never heard of them. And then those were like another step up in speed of gaining knowledge and connections. So it's that networking and that community that really helped amplify your work that you were doing then, it sounds like. For sure. That seems to be one of our biggest asset we have in left field is that forum that we offer. Just the ability to go ask questions and hear from so many people helps with my confidence anyway, as I'm searching out and trying to do my investments and everything else. So now you're in 2018, you're going to conferences, things like that. What's next in the journey? Where are you at at this point with the family money that you're spending all over town and everything else? Well, I would say I had three, maybe four big things that happened. Um, One of the first big things was I took a deep dive into life insurance. And it took a lot of time to like get over the strangeness of the infinite banking concept and all those terms. But I eventually really became really, really passionate about that and got all my family involved. And that's been a big foundational thing. And then mobile home parks was my next big, huge research project where I just spent a ton of time, like 2017, 18, just building a cadre of people who were raising money from from past investors. And that was a really good thing, I think, to get involved in. And then more recently, Bitcoin has been the last year and a half or so. That's been, so it's like life insurance, mobile home parks, and Bitcoin have been like three big six-month to 12-month research things and then making the decision to like, boom, let's do it. And there's been other things I've researched, but I haven't felt that conviction behind. Hi, this is Ryan Stieg, one of the co-founders of Left Field Investors. And I wanted to thank you for helping to build one of the most unique and engaging communities out there. You've brought your own skill sets, experience, and knowledge to help create tremendous value in a community that we could never have anticipated. We're excited to hear the stories that each one of you have to bring through this podcast series and to be able to share with our podcast listeners. We want to thank you again for your tremendous value that you've brought to the community and to help it become what it's become today. Thank you, and we can't wait to hear your story. You picked 
two of the probably the most complex ones to get into between whole life and Bitcoin, trying to wrap your head around those. Congratulations on that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't make for easy like uh, dinner discussions. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So along the way, as you've been trending through this for the last several years, what are some good lesson learned kind of situations you could share with the community? I would say one is I really try to make sure that who I'm investing with, this is their full-time career. Early on, I didn't understand that there was like a spectrum of a fundraiser, syndicator, a sponsor, an operator, a capital raiser. And now it's like, okay, who is actually got their credibility and reputation and career on the line for this? And are they the one who is raising money and is going to take this for the next 10 years? It's not always clear. And fortunately, I haven't had any real bad experiences. But early on, I remember I invested with a couple of guys who from Florida and they bought a mobile home park in Indiana. And I just didn't piece all this together. And it's gone fine. I just looking back on it, I was like, wow, I really didn't understand who was behind this deal. And then I think I, I invested in an apartment complex in Houston, Texas. And it was the guy's only second time buying his being the general partner. And I just didn't I just didn't have the knowledge to figure that out. I want to make sure that whoever I'm going in with, this is their deal. And I know that some people are just really smart and they can raise money for six or eight different asset classes and it can work, but you got to look past that person and figure out who the actual operator is. I mean, you said it earlier, vetting that sponsor and having faith and trust in them. We kind of say it is, it's trying to weed out the people that are good marketers that make it sound great to those that really understand the business and can really take care of your money. They have your best interests in mind. And you're right, that's difficult to understand at times, but it's that vetting process that becomes so important along the way. So again, not to harp on it, but I think that's the beauty of having a community. You can ask about that operator and get some more feedback before you make your own decisions, which is so helpful, I think, along the way. For sure. So it sounds like you've made passive investing a big part of your wealth strategy. Can you kind of talk about where you see passive investing fit in your overall strategy and where it's going for you, if you will? I know I still have a W-2. I'm still involved in our manufacturing company, just a very much lower time allotment than I used to have. But I look at the passive investment space. It's just a great way to maybe build some flexibility into my life. Like today, I'm not ready to just stop my W-2. I talked to my wife and I'm like, you know what? We could pay the mortgage. We could pay for health insurance. We could pay for groceries on our passive income. I mean, right now, but it just, but it wouldn't, but it's not going to support like private school tuition and vacations and things. But, but it's kind of an exciting feeling when it's like, wow, okay, we could cover, you know, things, things go bad here at our, my current job, or we could cover things for a while without just selling assets, liquidating stocks and stuff. Great security blanket to have at that point, just to know. So that's fantastic. I guess my goal is like, I'm 44 and my goal is maybe 10 years from now, you know, if I can do a good job, maybe my passive income will exceed my current W-2 and then, but I'm not looking to, for, to be like venture capitalist or anything, and, but just hit home runs, just try to invest in good things. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's great. So one more question for you before we wrap up, I'd just like to find out what's next. What are your next steps? Where is this headed now? Is it run rate and business as usual, or do you have different asset classes you're looking at now? Just curious where you're headed from here. Well, this might sound strange, but I'm spending a lot of time thinking about my children and my niece's nephews, actually. And I'm going to have a nephew. He's 18. He's going to be working for me this summer. And he's going to be the first person 
to have his hands on kind of like the family office stuff for the summer, just trying to think about bringing up the next generation. I guess we talk about Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3 in our family, and I'm part of Gen 2. And so that's that's one thing that's on my mind a lot. When it comes to like investments and things, I guess a couple of the things that are a little bit newer, so industrial estate, been gotten to a couple industrial real estate investments in the past six to 12 months. And it's a little bit new area for me. But right now, I think I'm also trying to be a little bit calm. And I feel like I have five or 10 trusted operators now. And it's like, I need to make it really hard to bring in a new operator into the mix. I think I need to be very careful and just more patient and like wait till a trusted operator has their next offering and not be in a hurry to invest. Chasing the shiny objects anyway. I think that's a great place. That's a goal of mine is to get to that place is I try to diversify with several different sponsors to try to whittle that list down. And then it's less underwriting I have to do going forward of I trust them. I'll just get invested with them. Makes my life easier, more passive than it is already. That'd be great to get to. So that's awesome that you think you're in that spot. That's fantastic. So cool. David, I appreciate the time. This has been great. I really appreciate the stories and hear more about you. Any last words, anything else before we go to put you on the spot? Just I just encourage people to do your first investment. I mean, you just you only research and read and talk to people and listen so long. Just make your first investment. And if you put my contact info in this, I'm very happy to talk to anybody and try to find Yeah, I think taking that first step is huge. Just that actually taking an action on something, because we do kind of study, study, at least I did. I know studied for a long time. Once I took that first action, A, I learned a lot more just by doing something finally, but B, it, it just started to click even more. So that's a great advice. Very good. I appreciate the time today, David. You have a lovely evening. Thank you. Since you are here listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're investing with a group of people. Whether you're investing with family or friends or like-minded people in the left field investors community, Group investing is a strategy that can get you into more deals, help you diversify, and go beyond what you can achieve by yourself. Before TribeVest came along, it was difficult to overcome all the hurdles associated with group investing. It was basically a strategy reserved for the wealthy. Not anymore. Now, TribeVest helps your group with everything from incorporation, collaboration, banking, and equity management tools all in a single place. So you can focus on building wealth with the people you know, like, and trust. I'm using TribeVest for all five, now six, of my investor tribes. It's a game changer. Check them out at TribeVest.com. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.